You're listening to a Marcus Sahaba online radio podcast. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil khalqi wa khatamil anbiya'i wa imamil mursaleen Sayyidina wa habibana wa shafi'ana wa imamana Sayyidina Muhammad al-Sadiq al-Ameen وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اتبعه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا Respected listener of Merkaz Sahabah the voice of أهل السنة والجماعة السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Zakaria Samir welcomes you once again into another new episode of your program, Ma'Allah. Firstly, we all should thank the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His great bounties and great response to our du'as, respected listener. I thank Him and I keep thanking Him and I cannot actually contain how much I must thank you Allah you are giving us such great ni'mah great favor what a great bounty the rain that has Joburg and South Africa has been blessed with respected listener around us people are, are, are suffering because they don't have rain and see what a beneficial rain that the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. I feel like we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every drop of that rain. Because every drop coming from the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us on this earth is a blessing. How much of blessings the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showered us with we the, the sinners we the wrongdoers we the unappreciative type of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to us Ya Allah how great you are Ya Allah how great you are O Almighty we thank you Allah we thank you for all what you send to us what you give us Ya Rahman Rahimin, Ya Rabbal Alameen, La ilaha illa ant, Subhanak, Inna kunna min al-zalimeen, Rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana, wakaffir anna sayyatina, watawaffana ma'al-ibrar. Oh Ya Allah, 
as you wash this atmosphere with this pure water that you send upon us, as you wash the leaves of the trees, as you wash the wings of the birds. Ya Allah, wash us. Wash our hearts from our sins, Ya Rahman Rahimin. Forgive us and pardon us. Most definitely, you are the one who forgives. No one else besides you will forgive. Respected listener, I have a story for you today. And it's a different type of a story. This is a real story that has happened hundreds of, more than a thousand years ago, specifically on the year 127, 127 after Hijrah, right, the Hijri, the Hijri date, 100, no, 117, 117 years after Hijrah, so not very long after the Khilafa Rashida was over. Okay, because Abu Bakr, they after Sayyidina Umar, they after Sayyidina Uthman, they after Sayyidina Ali, and those people did not last in the Khilafa for 100 years. So it was only a couple of years after they have demised. And even after Sayyidina Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, after all those wonderful people. And the, 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 the place where the incident took place was in Mosul, in Iraq. Why in Iraq? Why not in Medina? Because Iraq, respected listener, Sayyidina Ali has transferred the capital of the Muslim uh, uh, empire from Medina to, Mecca, uh, to, to Iraq. So Iraq was very active that time, extremely active. And specifically from a city called Al Mosul. Al Mosul still exists till today, respected listener. So, uh, يعني, say about uh, 1,300, yeah, 1,300 years nearly. So, what happened on that specific occasion or that specific incident? The story has been narrated by Al-Hafadh al-Dhahabi, one of the uh, uh, very well-known ulama, uh, uh, rahimahullah. He says that, حدثني الإمام محمد ابن منتاب. There were many imams there. There was many scholars there. There were many uh, knowledge seekers there, respected listener. It was like the golden, the golden era of the Muslim empire. Not the golden, obviously, because the generation of Rasulullah was the best. Thereafter comes the generation of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. Thereafter comes the generation of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab. And those are the best three generations. Why I'm saying golden? Because the traces of those Three generations were gold. Imagine how those three generations were. It was higher than gold. It was better than gold. It was, it was not even compared to any wealth on this planet. 
What they left behind was gold. So what were they? Subhanallah. Walhamdulillah. Wala ilaha illallah. Wallahu akbar. Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah. Al-Aliya al-Azim. Listen. Listen to what has happened 1,300 years ago. Listen. So what Imam Muhammad bin Mantab said, he said that Izzuddin Yusuf al-Musali, a man who is from Mosul itself, his name was Izzuddin Yusuf. He wrote to Imam Muhammad bin Mantab, who has given the letter to Al-Hafidh al-Dhahabi. Right? It's a link, like it's a, it's a chain. Like the ahadith that has happened, it comes from one source, they after another, uh, another link, another link, another link, another link, until it reaches Sayyidina Rasulullah And the stories too, uh, uh, happens in the same way, in order to actually uh, put a scale of authenticity for the, 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 the story, then you have to mention the, the, the link, where the story is coming from. So, said, who said, Izzuddin Yusuf al-Musali, said that, كان لنا رفيق يقال له الشمس بن الحشيشي. He said that he, they had some companion who was called Shams, son of Hashishi. That Shams, Ibn Hashishi, even the name is something is not right. I mean, <laughs> yani I, have, I have heard of many names, many, many names, but this name is one of those names that actually does not come to me. I do not receive it properly. I feel that there is something wrong about it. Now that man, Shams ibn al-Hashishi, كَانَ يَسُبُّ أَبَا بَكْرِ وَعُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا This creation, Shams ibn Hashishi, he used to swear, insult Sayyidna Habibana, Habibana wa Ustadana Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an the closest friend to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the, the, the father-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the uh, yani, um, uh, uh, I don't know what to say but he was the, the, the closest to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he is the one who lays next Next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a bit lower, obviously, uh, 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 and he was most beloved to him, and he accompanied Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all his activi activi uh, uh, activities, in all of his activities, excepting in one when Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to a taif to to ask the people of Ataif to accept him and the Muslimin over there. And he was insulted and he was uh, 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 bruised and he was hit badly and he was very much injured. On that occasion only Sayyidina Rasulullah did not take Abu Bakr. And when I actually inquired about why Rasulullah did not take Abu Bakr on that occasion, while he took him in all other occasions. I came to know, respected listener, that Sayyidina Rasulullah did not take Abu Bakr because he did not want the people of Quraysh to have an alert. 
to, to get alerted about his action because they are used to see Rasulullah sallallahu with Abu Bakr always. So wherever Abu Bakr is, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is. So he, did, he went alone, he did not take Abu Bakr with him, so the people did not, get, did not actually start now asking, where is Muhammad? Look for Abu Bakr, then you will find Muhammad. Then he left Abu Bakr for, for, for them not to know that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went anyway out of uh, Quraysh, out of Mecca. That was the reason. But besides that, Sayyidina Abu Bakr was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam everywhere. Right? So that man was swearing and insulting Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, not only him, but Sayyidina Umar al-Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu ardah with Sayyidina Umar. You know how, 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 how great is Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, respected listener. He was one of the greatest. Yes, he was. His statements, his statements actually corresponded with the Quran three times. Imagine a, a statement of a human being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes and he uses it into his Quran and he sends the Quran to us. Imagine how great this man is, how great this man was. And in my in my mind and in my heart, he is still great until today. He was insulting him and he was swearing him and he was exaggerating in, in, in swearing him in, and insulting uh, those wonderful Sahaba. Who is talking? Is the Dean talking? Saying that I said to him, to whom? Shams ibn al-Hashishi said to him, it is it is very silly of you it is very rude of you to to insult those people why would you insult them they have left you 117 years ago and 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 you and 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 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the quran a'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim Tilka ummatun qad khalat. That nation khalas ended. It's not going to come back. It's not going to return. It's over. Khalat. Finished. It's not coming back to life. So why are you insulting people who has died? And they did not harm you with anything. Why would you do that? See, the man is not swearing him back. But the man is discussing with him. Why would you swear people who died 717 years ago? So the man did not have no reasonable answer to say why he's insulting them. His answer was, Wallahi, Wallahi. He took the oath of Allah, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an oath. He was saying, in Abu Bakr, وعمر وعثمان في النار لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله He took the oath using the name of the Almighty Allah سبحانه وتعالى that Abu Bakr رضي الله تعالى عنه وعمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وعثمان رضي الله تعالى عنهم جميعا وعن الصحابة أجمعين in fire and he said that publicly in front of people, 
in front of people shamelessly I don't know I don't know what how how can I describe a man who who insults great people like that subhanallah all what I say that he was controlled by the shaitan obviously so when he in when he insulted those great sahabas my hair on my body like was was shook and and stood up my hair stood up <laughs> and I could not find nothing to say to the man excepting that I started talking to Allah so I lifted my hands up in the sky and said oh Allah Oh Allah, you the one who is above all your ibad, all your slaves. You are the one who is above all of them. And you the one who nothing can be hidden away from you. Nothing, absolutely nothing can be hidden from you. I ask of you, Ya Arham Rahimin. I ask of you, Ya Rabb Al-Alameen, that if that dog, talking about who? Talking about this, Al-Hashishi, Shams al-Hashishi, talking about him, saying, if that dog is true in whatever he is claiming and whatever he is, he is saying, grant me a, 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 a curse. Make me cursed, ya Allah. And show it to the people in front of those people who are standing there and they are listening to my dua. If he was right, curse me. And if he was wrong, Ya Arham Rahimin, and he is an oppressor, and he is oppressing those wonderful Sahaba, oh Ya Allah, throw him with a disaster right now for others to see and learn that what he is saying is wrong. He said that, and he did not take his hands down. He kept his hands up. He did not pull his hands and folded next to him. But he kept his hands high in the sky before the man and before the people who gathered in the marketplace hearing this crazy man what he is saying. So, what happened to him? What do you think happened to him? His eyes started swelling immediately, respected listener. We're talking about immediate, immediate act. His, his eyes started swelling. And it was about to pop out from his face. His, it, his, his body started going to, the, to, 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 to a dark color, black. Like, you know, the, 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 when, when, you, when, you, when you burn a, a piece of, of, of wood or a log of wood, and then it, uh, the, the fire is out. Then you see the black thing. The black thing. I don't know what, it, what is it called. But it his face and his body became so black like that. And his body started swelling. His body started swelling. And out of his mouth, a stinking smell, terrible smell started coming out from his mouth and then he fell down on the ground so the people dragged him from his feet dragged him from his feet to his house he did not last in his house 
more than three days and he died he died in a, in a terrible way not only that the people when they buried him they could not wash him they could not give him ghusl because of 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 the 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 wounds that came from his body and the stinking smell that the body started producing out it was a terrible type of a scene and from there they pulled him again they did not carry him they did not knock make no rustle nothing and they just dumped him in one hole and that was his grave his grave Ibn Matab says that some friends of ours came from Mosul and they told us and assured that this incident took place exactly and it is 100% authentic and it happened in the year uh, in the year oh, I'm very sorry respected listener 700 710 not 117 no i'm sorry it was it happened during, uh, after 710 years uh, of the hijrah not 117 years i'm sorry about that so but yeah, you see the what 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 you learn from this story what do you learn from the story I learned from the story uh, is that those enemies of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah started from long time ago, not nowadays. They were there from long time ago. And those ones, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show us, will show us definitely, He will show us that they are wrong and they're not going to last. As for those ones, whom accused Sayyidina Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha wa ardaha who accused her in adultery those ones are kuffar 100% there is no doubt about that kuffar with what? kuffar with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in his Quran because he has sent his innocency he has sent saying no Aisha is innocent but they still denying what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said and saying that no, she committed adultery. Those are kuffar 100%. They kuffar with whatever has revealed in the Quran of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying no, Aisha is innocent. But they say no. They going, they're saying no to Allah's words. What do you think of those people? Definitely they are, they are, they are kuffar. They definitely, they are kuffar. There is no doubt about it. Whoever says so, he is a kafir with Quran, with Allah, with Allah's revelation. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be aware, respected listener. Be aware, respected listener. I'm, I'm warning you, and we in Merkaz, in Merkaz Sahaba, we are warning those ones, don't drag into their path. Don't drag into them. They are oppressors. And the ones who say that uh, Aisha, so and so, they are kuffar. 
Don't follow them, respected listener. Don't follow them. Don't follow their shayateen. Because their shayateen is going to take you nowhere but to the fire. But to the fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect me, protect you, and protect the whole entire ummah. The ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from such people, from such groups that all what they want is to divide us and cause animosity between us and divert our attention from the enemies to somewhere else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy whoever wants to destroy the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and make, make them signs for those ones who want to do and want to harm the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At the end I say, Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.